Hi, I'm Candy Ellison, and this is The House That Screams, a horror podcast. I'm here with the usual gang tonight on our final episode of season one. Yeah! And my guests (laughs) include Daniel Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Everything's off an axe. Cameron Sullivan. Der Schwanz ist der Flammenfluffer, which is German for my dick is a flamethrower. <laughs> That's that. Um, Rob Antiquetta. How do you do? <laughs> and I have Sean Smith. Hello there. <laughs> All right, tonight we're talking about iconic horror moments. And we're putting a little personal touch, like not just iconic in the horror genre but iconic to us um, specifically and we're going to start out with Rob oh Uh-oh. Rob Zombie himself yeah then please don't please don't <laughs> <laughs> you any for Rob, Rob Zombie please it's too far too far too far that's a line of okay uh, <laughs> okay, so like like Andy said, you know, the you know, just having personal iconic horror movie moments. These are the three most personal to me because uh, these are the movies that like I grew up watching over and over and over again. And these particular moments just I find near and dear to my heart. You know, number three is the final scene from Phantasm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so as you know, like you know, the seventies began the whole crave with the the hand reaching out at the end. You know, everybody was yeah. doing that yeah. after after Carrie. That was the, that was the big thing. You know, the hand reaching out. You know, Carrie's probably the most quintessential iconic one. Although I think you know uh, the 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 last one at the end of Friday the Thirteenth probably gives it a run for its money because that's an iconic <laughs> moment itself. Even though I don't believe really movie um but my personal favorite moment like that with the hand reaching out is phantasm which is one of my all-time favorite horror movies and uh as you know like to give it context you know boys being chased you know by a you know rather large mortician that he he dubs a tall man and rather you know, large. Just, yeah <laughs> rather large with a very just ill-fitting suit yeah and um you know, he it, it comes to fruition that, you know, it, it was all just a dream and like, you know, everything is fine and he's going to pack up with his friend Reggie, hit the road and he closes the door and of course the tall man is in the reflection. He notices the tall man he turns around and the tall man lets out that iconic boy right before the hands come crashing through the mirror pulling him in and what it seems like to gobble him up although Phantasm 2 rendered that you know, completely out of merit because, you know, of course he is discovered to have survived that. He wasn't gobbled up at all. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, I would have rather sickness. Him. Yeah. You know, although I, you know, people out of the franchise obviously prefer part two and I don't blame them. You know, nobody prefers part three, four, five. <laughs> Especially part three. Four used to come on cable quite a lot back in the day. Part, no, part I, four. I, oh, part, no, you know what? I, I, I'm not that hard on part four. I actually like some of the, you know, the creative decisions Coscarelli made in part four. You know, he went for like a more David Lynch style <clears throat> with it, you know, playing, playing with like reality and all that stuff. And I thought that was cool. And then like, you know, he, he kind of shit the bed with part five. But, uh, I mean, nothing's worse than part three, though. Part three, I can't fucking stand. Um, <laughs> and, like, you might have you know, to cover this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. You can count me in on that one. Um, yeah. But, like, like I, I've seen a lot of people say that Phantasm 2 is the aliens, that Phantasm's alien, and that's, you know, kind of, like, appropriate kind of comparison. But, like the aliens, Franchise, I prefer the first one over the second one. I prefer Alien over Aliens, and I prefer Phantasm over Phantasm 2, and that's one reason why. I, uh... Fair enough. That was this one I rewatched over and over and over again, and particularly that final scene, 
like I don't I don't know why like because I as as a child I really didn't like being scared but that scene was just it's well that's a common has a, theme with a lot of horror fans they were very you know skittish and and frightened and then we kind of became obsessed and now we're weirdos. Oh yeah, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> Everything growing up sucks, and then when you look back at it now, and you say, "I'm a fool. Why did I hate this?" Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was I was missing opposite. out. <laughs> right. <the> <laughs> what was really I? Why, I it. Hate it. Be my Why did I watch this shit each time it was a yeah, hype? Like, and I used to like this shit. I, I found myself look, I looking at the uh, not to get all tangent, but, uh, looking at um old episodes of the show uh, Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills and I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I, was like I, I used to watch this shit you didn't you didn't <laughs> but yeah like that, that 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 moment I mean there's many iconic moments in Phantasm of course the Silver Fall which is probably a moment that people will most likely prefer over the final scene but the final scene is just that boy yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> that, that just that just gets me every time. It's just I love it so much. Right. I actually saw um when they remastered it. It was the uh the, the remaster of it was done by a supervised by J.J. Abrams. I actually <laughs> saw that that screening of it with the live Q and Don Coscarelli at the end. Um, it's just it, it's just such a such a great moment for me, and it resonates for me. It, you know, what I'm saying every time I look at it, you know, I think of like just being that weirdo kid just watching horror movies and just being like, ooh, goody. You know? <laughs> a you know, I'm feeling that's where a lot of these moments come from for us, you know? Pleasure. Right. Like, right. For when we were younger or when we first got started watching, you know, the right. horror films. Absolutely. Which uh, goes into my second moment. And I've mentioned this movie before, I think, in the first episode. So, uh, it's kind of it's kind of cool that you know it's going full circle. You know, the movie I started talking about in the first episode is the one I'm talking about the last episode of the season. But um, my number two moment is um, Chucky's uh, torture of his voodoo teacher in Child's Play. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna have to go. Uh, <laughs> I knew something like this happened. That's why I came prepared. What are you talking about? Your own personal mojo, Doc. Give me that. <laughs> sure. How you broken leg? Oh. <laughs> tell your customers where you hide things like this, John. <laughs> like, sure. that doesn't, that's, yeah, I recently rewatched that for like first time in forever, and yeah, that scene still is. Yeah, it's great. Right. I almost went with the tie because there's two moments in that movie that I was going back and forth. <laughs> It was that one, or the scene where uh, Chucky reveals himself to Karen. Talk to me, damn it, awesome! I'm gonna throw you in the fire. You yeah. stupid bitch! You filthy yeah, slut. I love that part. You filthy slut! Did you not fuck with me? Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> just, God, that's oh, so great. Yeah. Like fuck I fall. Oh, that great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene so much. And also, I could, I almost Brad Dourif voice. Yeah, Brad Dourif yes. is just a revelation in that movie you know i've seen him like, in person he is a legit sweetheart and i've never <laughs> been able to get to him because the vip section is almost always sold out or just yeah. like you're fucking oh, yeah. kidding this much <laughs> i believe that i don't get to talk to him the yeah, store that's... these days <laughs> um uh, his daughter fiona oh, often goes to the conventions too <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I see fiona but um I also almost went with uh, the scene where he attacks uh, Chris Randon in the car. Where he starts. Good <laughs> night, asshole. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I like my my all time favorite moment is when he he he, he confronts his voodoo teacher John and uh, you know it I didn't think anybody worked me, <laughs> but last night I got shot. And you know something? It hurt. It hurt like a son of a bitch. It even bled. <laughs> <laughs> You know, God, I feel like I had every yeah, line of that movie memorized. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, but uh, like, like, like I said, going back when I was a kid, this, this is like I'm, a, I'm a very much a rewinder. Like I rewind. <laughs> yes. Over again. Oh yeah, and definitely. Back in the I, '80s, VHS days, I would completely do that. Like yeah. something that would just be and, so cool. So funny. And, Watch again. <laughs> right. That moment was one of the moments that defined my rewinding the habit 
where I would just like, you know, that first break of the leg, the weight just bends backwards like that. <laughs> now tell me how I do it. Yo, I won't tell you. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just it's the moment I hold near and dear to my heart, which is kind of creepy. You know, it's like well, this poor guy is getting broke, broken the fuck up like celery sticks, and you know, it's just oh, I love it so much. <laughs> you know, but it's <laughs> like uh, although although there's that one moment where it's like uh, you know that line of dialogue is just completely takes me out of it when Chucky goes uh. I have a date with a six-year-old boy. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and Chris Ranson steps in and says, hey, why don't you just take a seat? Take a seat right there. <laughs> uh, I'll let it slide, unlike anything Kevin Spacey said the last few movies he's been in that is clearly pedophilish. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, Child Play, I'll tell you, is one of those movies that I, I rewatched in my formative years and that's my favorite iconic moment from it. But uh the number one I had to go with above all else is Glenn getting sucked into the bed in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh <laughs> Glenn. Good yes. choice. Good choice. My, my all time favorite horror movie and my all time favorite moment in that horror movie. I can't even find the words to help me convey just how much I love that scene. <laughs> like, it was I, so uh, just amazing, like mind-blowing. I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street in general is absolutely one of my personal favorites, but Glenn going down and she's just like, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Right. <laughs> and he falls asleep and you're that, like, no. That whole section this new is going to be on. on. Like that whole section of the movie, like that whole fifteen twenty minutes, starting from um, uh, "I'm your boyfriend now" to when Nancy is setting up the booby traps, is like my favorite section of the movie. But yeah. that moment where Ben getting uh, Glenn getting sucked into the bed is just my favorite. It also, also at least my my favorite line exchange in the movie when uh, uh, John Thompson, uh, um, Nancy's dad, comes up. And the deputy's like, what the hell could have done that, Lieutenant? I don't know. But said Corrin had got to say in the John Pukin since he saw it. Literally, my, my all-time favorite. Because Bruce Lee was kicking his ass. I love John Saxon, and everyone knows this. If you know me, I'm, I love him. But oh, the, you know, the, the part after, you know, when, when the paramedics are there, and, you know, just like the parents are there looking up at the ceiling as it's dripping their son's blood. Oh, you know, yeah. Looking all like I'm John Saxon, you know? I don't know. It's just like a great little moment. Right, right. I, I love, <laughs> like, he's trying to he's trying to comfort the dad. Like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and then they walk in, and you see your son's just blood just dripping through the ceiling, and the deputy's catching it in a bucket. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that, that's just the worst. But just uh, that whole, but, um, just, just, like, that I love the hesitation, like right before it cuts to the, the blood spewing up, that and you hear the gurgle before yeah. the blood starts spewing up to the ceiling, and then the mother coming in, and it's just like, uh, I, 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 I think I mentioned you this wait before, but... right now, you sure? <laughs> I, uh, I showed that to my niece and my nephew when he was like <laughs> six and four. And uh, my poor niece lost her fucking mind. And uh, <laughs> like, she was like, ah, ah, ah. and uh, my mother came in and was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and, and my nephew was just sitting there like, he like, you just see like the, just the sheer confusing, confusing, you know, he was just so confused. Like, oh, Rob. what the fuck? <laughs> like, you can see like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, they're not going to. And then after that, I got a call from my sister like a day or two later. Like, yeah, I'm motherfucker, sure you, you showing my kids Freddy Krueger? Like, yeah, they want. I had to show them something. Motherfucker, you could have shown them anything else. If you knew my sister, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, she was not happy with me over that one. <laughs> 
Because they um, were until they were thirteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, oh, now they 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 they'll watch whatever. Like she was, she uh she marathons Friday the Thirteenth all the time. She was like, oh my god, I love I love Jason so much. I want to marry him. This is what she what? tells me now. What? <laughs> yeah, she, she's eleven. She's eleven, and you know I, I've showed her enough that she watches horror movies on her own. But uh, her personal favorites are the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and she's like, "Oh my god, I love Jason so much. I want to marry him." Like, yeah. like done. What have Bruce Campbell, Mean Tony, he's Todd, getting the money left. Candyman. <laughs> and then, and then my nephew, he's thirteen now, and uh, I remember he borrowed my my basket case DVD. And I, I went. Oh, no. I, I went to visit him. No, but like it, it, it's, 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 it's. This is the, the, the funny thing. I, um, I, I went, I went to, I went to visit him, and you know, and I'm like, why is my basket case up here? Oh, I, I borrowed it because I, I wanted to watch something. I wanted to watch a horror movie, and I'm like, I'm so proud because you know he watched Basket Case. Oh, what do you think? That movie's trash, Dio. <laughs> that, movie's, <laughs> that, movie's, that movie's garbage. I didn't yeah. like it at all. I'm like. <laughs> My son Ash is thirteen, and he's just now finally caught the horror bug. Like he's seen it, but he's just now like seeking out things, and I'm directing I'm him. You know, right? Uh, I was I was so offended. I'm like, get my fucking basket case back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know what they were trying to do, but it just sucked, you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no Easter in my basket for you, motherfucker. <laughs> but yet, uh, are, those, are my, those are my three choices. Those, those really are my good. Three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Those are my personal favorites. They, they're so important. I, I like that they're personal. That's really where I wanted cool. to go with this. So, yes. on that note, uh, Daniel, what do you got? Oh Lord. Guns firing, or are they blazing, or are they not firing at all? Come on, man. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> are you done here? Yes. <laughs> Am I pissing um, you up? <laughs> in terms of moments, moments, I gotta go with Predator. Ooh. That's more sci-fi than horror, I will admit, but my grandfather introduces me, and in that moment... <laughs> excuse me? Was he one of those army guys? Yeah, we gotta watch this man. <laughs> uh, not quite, but um, <laughs> predator for me. That moment where the refugee runs in the soldiers, one of them catches her, calms her down, and mm. then that monster lunges in the, the jungle, invisible. Yes, catches him, and she's covered in blood. Bang! Do you feel that? Yes. That instant moment. I haven't really had a lot of experience with the Predator movies, so... Sacrilege. Well, because <laughs> yeah, they're, they're more of kind of like a sci-fi action sacrilege. hybrid. <laughs> it is more sci-fi. It is more sci-fi. Yeah, it's, it's but... uh, not to my taste, so I haven't... I can't really comment because I don't oh, get too much Arnold about it. Too many it's Arnold haters. It's got horror <laughs> influence. Yeah, yeah and, I mean, like... from what I've seen, it does. Yeah. If you do not have that moment, for me as a kid, my grandfather showing me that movie as the first time as a child, that image of this thing where it's almost invisible, but it lunges out, grabs the sky, and there's this woman with the blood splattered across her face. Wow. Yeah. That, that is a fantastic moment. If we had that I love clip, the moment like, after wow. it. And the scream that he missed, the <laughs> yeah. And uh, yep. also relating to that, Alien. Yep. Oh, yeah. One of the best build you up moments ever in horror is uh, the captain there in the tunnels. The core of the ship. He's playing for all the off, but he knows there's something there. Turns around, and there is the xenomorph waiting for him. Yeah. On the route. Yeah. Yeah, that is that, that is that is a fucking fantastic moment. And above all, John. Yes. Yeah. Those are a lot and, of good ones. And not even Brody throwing the meat out to the shark and saying, "Hey, don't get some of this shit." <laughs> it's, that, it's that moment when the shark attacks in the pond. You get your first yeah. glimpse of it. 
and see what, what a Leviathan it is. And it bites the guy's leg off. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's grizzly. And wonderful speech, too, the scene before. Hey, you, you guys okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> Point being, it's those moments where you only get a glimpse. Yeah. Right? Like the vaguest idea of what's hunting you. And you get that dread. And it fills you. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that was the same thing I felt with Alien too. Was you know you never really saw the xenomorph, but you knew they were there. Yep, exactly. You know, and back I think when that works more, so more effectively sometimes than just full on constantly showing, showing, showing. It's <clears> those, <throat> those glimpses that hint, you know, make because the mind is a powerful thing, and, and it just when you you leave some to the imagination, you like you know, something oh, is watching. Absolutely. Pretty much. Got to get people who are better at framing all this chaos and making it more approachable. And uh, when the thing that's following you is that much inhuman, not remotely humanoid in feature, it's more horrific. Mm-hmm. You feel like prey, like a worm. Yeah, it's a scary much. feeling. Yeah. Right on us. Those are some really good choices. Like, you know, very suspenseful. And you, you kind of captured those, like, just right moments. That's good. Most people could yeah. go for like the real super obvious, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate subtlety. We're, we're I'm not coming. very good at practicing it, but I appreciate subtle. Oh, what's subtle anymore? There's right. none on even the TV every day. So and so just said this. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> but that said, okay. Uh, thank you very much. Okay, Thank great you. job. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, let's go to Cameron. Oh, yeah! He's been ready. So, you guys have picked the best fresh fruit out of the basket. I'm going to go with the leftover bananas. I'm going to go with the original Psycho. Uh, it's, just, it's great seeing it in a theater, oh. especially in a student film uh, class, and it's just... Never gets old. It's still frightening. The music makes the star, and uh, Norman Bates is one of my top favorite fictional serial killers of all time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just every collected moment, every moment is freakier than the next. I, it pisses me off to no end when people show clips that they have to show the sour scene, and in my opinion, that's not even the scariest part. The scariest part is the stairway scene. You know the scene. You yeah. Know, to me, I, I with with Psycho, I think it's just the the building creepiness which you know hitchcock was fantastic and, and he was known for um yeah. but you know it's just like norman bates you know played by anthony perkins who was just like you know always the boy next door in movies he played that <laughs> role he, he just completely typecast him after that but uh yeah, we should totally you know, do an episode when on him when he's talking to yeah. marion you know in the room with like I'm sorry. I'm taking this over. I, I no, it's fine. It's your but podcast. Whatever. No, no. But, your... but you know where he, he's talking to her and well, the boy's best friend is his mother. You know, and oh, taxidermy is just a hobby. Now, when somebody tells you taxidermy is their fucking hobby, you need to get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, oh, that's not normal. Yeah, that's, not okay. that's some bullshit that's right there. Weird. So, anyway, so continue. I'm sorry. It, it pisses me off to know in how more people have seen the remake. I'm like, no, fuck you, oh, fuck you. Yes. That was stricken from the record, no. I would have thought so, too. And Sci-Fi Channel used to air it, and uh, Soderbergh did the most stupidest decision of his entire career by blending scenes from both into one giant music video using Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, why? Why not just use scenes from the original? <laughs> yeah, this yeah. song is not, not very good. As yeah. Well, and the fact that they did it as a shot for shot, yes. you know, like, it was stupid. Uh, and, and just the casting was awful. It didn't come across the way Viggo Mortensen would do it. And it was like, okay, there, there is no suspense. This is just kind of like an experiment for hardcore movie buffs. I really don't get the overall appeal. I really don't like it when you restrict your audience, if that makes sense. I, I like it when you have something there for everybody, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, I get that it's impossible to entertain every single audience, but at least make a, tr a legit decision. It's like, hey, here's some comedy, here's some frills, here's something for everybody. And again, 
I don't think I've ever seen anyone just give a reason for the point of his existence. It's just like that there is no point. They're, they're just I, Gus Van Sant is not a stupid person. I mean, he's a good, legit, freaky filmmaker. But I just like, why'd you do this? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, uh, but it is on a more positive note. I think the reason it's just stood the test of time is just there's you're never certain of anything. Building on that earlier point, Candy May is like everyone's got various different stories, and you want to know more about this person, and you don't even really suspect that it's even the killer really at first. So I think that's the cool part. It's just all the deception works masterfully well, and it's a shame that Anthony wasn't really too crazy about a lot of his later movies. Because he was really good in the stuff that he technically didn't really care for after the late 80s. He wasn't bad in him. And mm-hmm. He had an unusual presence. And like you say, he went from being the handsome guy to just the guy who's hiding something. Uh, he's in that one uh, Tobe Hooper movie for TV that's a sleeper hit. Uh, I'm Dangerous Tonight. Or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just go on uh, to my second one. I know we're not all crazy about this one, but bloody river in the hallway scene will always be in my my mind and my heart from this point on it's the shining it's just yeah oh, really well done yeah it, the scene is effective I'm, I'm not a kubrick guy at all i mean i'll watch some of his stuff but this and pass the for me are the ones <laughs> that have well and nicholson is honestly better in this movie and much like hitchcock i get that kubrick is a method filmmaker and pretty insensitive but i'm not going to get into that that we, we will be yeah that's a different discussion <laughs> i'll strand the whole subject but, and you're right and she's a good actress in her own right who unfortunately doesn't really get talked about as much in this day and age and i, I think that's criminal I, I think she's a very underrated person uh every once in a while i've i've seen talk about how the the young girls who played the twins are at horror conventions every once in a while so i think that's pretty cool uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, they are. I, I, and I like how that little girls dressed up like that too. That and it was also kind of a fun homage and trope that you would see in every other horror or fantasy movie. You'd see two creepy doppelgangers or twins together, and it, sometimes they weren't even girls. Sometimes they were guys, and it was just. And yeah, uh, I, I think those two movies. I, I like how it's a mix of mystery and horror. It's like and. I argued with my grandmother, my mentor, my late mentor on this all the time. She didn't like it when you mixed that, and I thought it was a w- way better. I liked how it was a mystery, but it was also freaky. And yeah, well, mixing genres can be can be bad or it can be really great. It just depends on who's doing it and if they do it well. Uh, like look look at Knives Out. I think we can all say we all oh, legit. Knives Out was that great because it was oh, yeah. it's a comedy and it's a mystery, but it's more than just you know Clue or Murder She Wrote. It's it's even more twisted. I to love where, Clue though. I don't want to talk bad about it. Oh no, it, that, those are good. But I like how it it try. Ryan Johnson's now at this point he's going to try and outdo it easily all these filmmakers we mentioned and try and have more mind bending twists in all of his movies from this point on. So. <laughs> And it, it's going to hold up even more because uh, there's even some subtle stuff you're not going to notice right away on the first go around. That, that there's a reason to come back and rewatch it without losing, you know, oh, it was only relying on that one plot twist. And I wish more horror movies would do that, too. I want to remember more than just the end gory sequence. <laughs> I, and hopefully we're going to keep getting that because of the talented independent people we're seeing. So we'll see. yeah, independent horror is where it's at, really, these days. Right. That's kind of where it's been in most genres in general. <laughs> well, yeah. I can't tell you countless other genres I would watch, and it's like, I'm going to just watch this new hit TV movie with this cast, because <laughs> this mainstream one has all the star power, but it doesn't have the material. <laughs> I'm past. Oh, right, okay. So That's what it. would you say is number one? Interesting times. Ah, uh, number one. Oh, that's right. We had free picks. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. I know. I know. I had a timeline diction here too. Uh, I'm gonna go with unpopular opinion. I I saw this in the theater. Really enjoyed it and freaky. And I know it's not a popular entry, but I'm gonna stick to my guns because I'm not a pussy. So I'm gonna oh, go this with. This isn't about popularity. This is about what you do. It. I know. Get it. Get it, Cameron. Get it. Get it. Oh, when you say it that way. Oh, hold up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I Am Legend. I know it's not Ooh. faithful to the book. I know it's uh, yeah, 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 my yeah. audience. I, I'll see. I know it's not a popular opinion. So I, uh, I've i seen it. Uh, some of the CGI doesn't hold up. 
but it is freaky in moments and uh, just the acting and uh, quiet moments really do it for me. And yeah. it's a boy and his dog and <laughs> the music really works and he gets to avenge. <laughs> nah, I, 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 uh, I, um, <laughs> I knew it was unpopular. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you, Cameron. I'm I'm definitely agreeing with you. I uh <laughs> I, I know um I was raised in a household where uh the Omega Man was the, <laughs> yeah. like my father he he grew up and he used to praise the Omega Man. Oh, I remember when I was a young when I was a kid I went to the For me it was the last thing on earth. I knew you were say that one. <laughs> right. That's a I remember me and him. We finally watched it together. He found that he found it. It was released on DVD. And we finally watched it, and it was one of those moments where he watched it. He was like, "And I used to think this shit was the coolest thing ever." <laughs> <laughs> he was so he was so bummed that you know it wasn't as good as he remembered. But uh, you know, so like you know, you went into I Am Legend, and uh, it, yeah, it it really it, I Am Legend really does work. And, and like like Cameron said, the quiet moments, you know, like that that just that just that quiet dread is some one of the most unnerving things ever. Yeah, it's and very it's effective. Like so yeah, Francis Lawrence like, is also along with Antoine Fuqua and uh, what's the one guy? He got a shitty start. Uh, Chaos said he was a fan of his. He did this one recent uh, gothic horror musical uh, that was a cult hit recently. Uh, I think he's just a very Francis Lawrence is just a very underrated uh, music video director, and uh, he's slowly becoming more than just a genre guy. He's getting some stuff here and there that is better and improving, and I, I just wish they'd give him more movies. He also did Constantine, right? Uh, Constantine, I thought was fun, if not a good adaptation. It was just a fun exorcism, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of like the prophecy with Walken. Uh, yeah, I. I'm not that crazy about Hunger Games, but I've re-seen the first one he did multiple times just because it is so well shot and striking and gets straight onto the point. And I, that says a lot when it's a franchise I'm not crazy about. So, I, uh, again, uh, Candy's a big Gaga fan. He did a real good job with the uh, Bad Romance video. That was very haunting. Oh, yeah, it weird. was so crazy. It was wild. I love and, that video. And he's just done so many of these other videos. And he's like, okay, please, someone, give him a material that's dramatic or freaky or something and just let them run wild with it please <laughs> right and all right that's it for now thank you okay um sean smith you're up so i had a tough time coming up with uh just three i have five we can cover the uh the last two um after everybody's done um i'm gonna start out with uh one of my uh, favorite horror movies, Way Camp 2. And the Ooh. scene is Allie and the Outhouse. Um, and this <laughs> scene, this is the scene where she dunks the chick's head in the, the, the outhouse. And I can smell this scene. Yeah, when it's yeah that's pretty gross. And she's, she's, you know, she's talking shit and shoving her head down with that stick. And every time this girl comes up, she's got leeches all over her oh, face. Yeah. So <laughs> fucking gross. And it just, it, you know, I saw this movie. I was probably 10 or 11 when I first saw it. And that, to me, I mean, all the other scenes, you know, the, the I think one of the slut sisters gets barbecued. Somebody yeah. gets a tongue cut off. You know, all this shit. But that one scene getting drowned in a fucking porta potty, that was, that was it for With me. With leeches in it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that was something else, you know, and, and, you know, I sleep away camp two is my favorite of the three. And Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> we should cover the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. We I think should. we should. We should. Um, moving on from that, my top two are from the same film. Um, I've talked about this film a couple of times. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's return of the living dead. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't hear it called it. The uh the first iconic moment is the Tar Man reveal. Tina comes down the into the basement and he comes stumbling out and he does his whole brains thing. 
and then they do the vertigo effect, the the dolly zoom that you know you'll know from Jaws um, mm-hmm. on her on her reaction. And something about Tarman, his make you know the, the effects that they did, the makeup, it just it did it for me. Even to this day, like it's some oh, of the it, best zombie makeup. It still looks great. And then yeah. you know, and to go along with that, what happens a little later when when the rest of the crew comes down. And Tarman's got that chain hooked up, and he's trying to to bust those door opens. And Suicide pulls that that tarp back, and he just grabs him by the head and chomps on. And <laughs> just, I love that. I love that whole that whole scene. And yeah. then uh, moving on to uh, my number one pick, Return of the Living Dead, Trash Dancing on the Tomb. I, ah! I knew it. You know. <laughs> I was a I was a preteen when I saw this, and that was God, that was the moment. Watching that, <laughs> that was the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. But that you know that was the moment that that stood out to me. Um, and it not just that scene, but the whole scene in the cemetery. You know, yeah, the, the part dialogue. She's, yeah, she's she's sitting there and she's she's sitting next to Spider and she's telling him about death and how she wants to die, and he's all over there like. I try not to think about dying and you know, and, and she starts ripping her clothes off and, and one of the guys says, can we get some light over here? Trash is taking off her clothes again. Like, you know, like this is nothing new, <laughs> you know, she's like this all the time, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, and then the scene with, uh, when she's rubbing up against suicide and, you know, he's talking about how this isn't a costume. This is a way of life, you know, cause that's yeah. you know, the, the whole punk thing. And, so yeah, those are my those are my three. <laughs> nice, nice, really good. Absolutely, <laughs> I pretty much called them. You know, yeah. I mean, think yeah, I had you pegged, but I sh- should, I guess, at this point. My, mine <laughs> are um, <laughs> moving on from that. My uh, I have a couple extra, but I'm not going to go into these at the moment. I'm going to pick my my top three. And they're very predictable if you've been, you know, since you guys talk to me, you know, every week and we know where this is going. So <gasps> number three is Day of the Dead from Romero, obviously. Um, there's so many great moments in Day of the Dead. I absolutely yes. love that film. But I think my favorite is with Rose because Rose as a character is just over the top, like, you just love to hate this fucker. Yeah. And he, he's enjoyable. He makes it, I'm running this monkey farm. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck God. you're doing with my time. You know, like, <laughs> you're giving us so, nothing but a mouthful of Greek salad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, at the end, finally, you know, after the whole come up in the club and all that stuff, you see him freak out when the zombies catch up with him, and they get a hold of him, and they rip him apart. And he's just like, you know, passing out. And we've talked about why. But yeah. he's like, joke on him. Joke yeah. on him. That's my, that's my number three. Such pick. a great scene. Which is a, which is a badass, which is a badass final line. You know what I'm saying? Even though he's a prick. That, that is. Yeah. I gotta but give I mean, it it's so rose. Yeah. It's just so rose. Joke on him. Yeah. It, it, he's such a great character. And even in death, he's, Still fucking road, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was <laughs> That that movie has there's so many iconic moments, and Absolutely. you know one of them, one of the ones I was going to choose, but I knew that you were gonna you were gonna do some Romero, so I I straight away. You know but me. the uh, the scene the scene in uh, in Frankenstein's lab where the the zombie leans over and all of his guts spill out uh, on yeah. the floor. I had uh, nightmares about that as a child. Like one these, of my favorites. The Romero, yeah, that's, the that's first three Romero films I watched as a child over and over again, and I, I, I had nightmares about it. No. Yeah, I, I talked about, I, I think I talked about that scene before. That's when I, I was, uh, my father walked on me, walked in on me eating breakfast or watching that scene. Back out. What's going on, Pop? I'll talk to you later. And he immediately left. Give it a go. I'm sorry, Dad. No, on the somber note, um, this is my number two pick, and it kind of makes sense. Um, 
this is my first film, and, and this goes back again to episode one of this season. Um, my first film that I actually sat down as a horror fan to watch as a child uh, was Night of the Living Dead. And I remember just being riveted by this you know, claustrophobic little story and these interesting characters. But, you know, at the end, you know, Ben survived. You're like, yes, okay, somebody made it, you know, because everybody went down. But right. Ben survived, and he's, he's got his gun, he's looking out the window, and, you know, you got these good old boys, you know, <laughs> with their little blood blood, like, we're going to save the town and kill all the zombies. Well, <laughs> he's not a zombie, but they fucking shoot him. And I was just like, what? And, and but, you know, that leads into the actual moment is kind of like the, the whole ending, really. So they yeah. shoot him, and then, and then the, you know, good old boy sheriff is like, there's another one for the fire. And then it goes to the credits, and then over the credits, it's this still, these still photographs, and you see the, the guys coming in with the meat hooks and picking up his dead body, and you can hear all the sounds with this, these still photographs, and then you see them throw them on the pile with the zombies, and then you see the fire, and then, but in the background, you hear all them talking, you hear the sounds, you hear the fire crackling, I'm just sitting there like, I'm ready to cry. Because my heart was broken. Like, you can't fucking end the movie like that. <laughs> no. You can't do that. I mean, but it was heart-wrenching. And it has stuck with me this very day when I watch that movie. At the end, I'm just, I feel that feeling of just like, oh, my God, that was dark. That oh, is yeah. so dark. Like, nobody, nobody made it out alive. Nobody did. Except for Ben. And he got killed by the good old boys. And yeah. Particularly, for, particularly for me, because ben, ben is my favorite character in the movie. Ben is also my favorite character in any horror movie. I, I love Absolutely. Ben so much. Ben one of the best just, heroes ever. He, oh my god, yes. I love Ben so much. One of my so favorites. I, I, I mean, like, I, I, I really appreciate Tony Todd's performance in the remake. But oh, he was Dwayne great. Jones, Dwayne Jones in the original Night of the Living Dead is just a fucking revelation. Absolutely. Just, he's so fantastic. I, um, to, to bring it up, I, I know you guys, uh, you know, we're all uh, fans of uh, Mystery Science Theater. And I have a copy of Night of the Living Dead with uh, Mike does a, a, a special commentary, which is basically a riff. Uh, a riff <laughs> track on it. And, um, yeah, that was scene, back in the early days of riff tracks when it was just Mike. Yeah, I used before, to have a copy yeah, of where it was just Mike, Yeah, where it was just Mike by himself. And uh, I, uh, I love the scene where um, he, he's talking of Barbara. And Barbara's going on her story about what happened to her. <laughs> Mike is just like, he's not even pretending to listen to her now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when Ben slugs her, he was like, yes, that is that is the exact thing that's going to happen if I ever get stuck in the elevator with Sally Struthers. <laughs> <laughs> that was really great. Yeah, that was one of the earliest things of Rift Tracks. Um, yeah. It, it was just Mike, and then he would have the guest, and Eventually, it branched out and to, to bring, you know, Kevin and Bill. Uh, and now we have Bridget and Mary Jo and, um, you know, doing regular stuff. But I remember back when Rorschach was just Mike. <laughs> and that was yeah, one of the I, earliest things he did. He did Plan 9 by himself as well. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's okay. right. <laughs> he also did uh, Carnival of Souls by himself. Yeah. And then they did right. the three Ripper editions later on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Tangent. No, I, I do that. Good. Okay. Now, my number one, and anybody, again, who knows me, who <gasps> pays attention to my posts or, just, or anything I ever say in chat or anything in general about horror, knows my <sighs> iconic moment of all time in horror is Flyboy from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. When I was a kid, that whole movie, there's, I mean, because there is when Roger sits up in the bed, which is also very iconic, but... But to me, it's Flyboy, and I don't know why I latched onto that as a child. But it was just like, you know, he was this kind of bumbling doofus. You know, Stephen was, and he was just trying to do right. You know, Peter's like, hey, don't aim a gun at somebody. You like that? You know, whatever. You know, he's just, he keeps fucking up. But you know, yeah. keep hoping because you know, Franny's pregnant and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when he gets to that elevator and you're like, okay, he's got his shit together, and then they get him. And you're like, 
fuck. And then, you know, some other shit happens and it comes back to elevator. Elevator doors open and there he is. The best zombie performance of all time. And not only that, is he all fucked up completely. He's still got the gun kind of hanging loose from a finger. He can't, you know, I mean, Romero himself <laughs> said it was the best. That David M.G. gave the best zombie performance he's ever, ever seen. But and he leaves them all directly to the remaining survivors. And I, I mean, just like that's that's a big patsy piece that I want to get is the live boy coming out of the elevator. It is that important to me. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with it. I love it. It terrified me, but I loved it. I can't explain it. It was so great. So and that's what I got. Of course, they were all Romero, and I did kind of hint at that. But uh, I, I was like, you know, I watched Romero like on rewind parts. You know, like like Rob was talking about. You know, I've watched these movies. All the fucking time growing up. Mm. <laughs> they were my favorites. They set the bar for me. Still do. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. And I have some, now we have time for um, some honorable mentions. I guess <clears throat> I'll just start us off. I'm going to do a, a recent movie because it's been a while since the movie really fucked me up. <laughs> um, we're, we are going to do an episode on this. So I'm not going to go into a lot of it. And it is spoilery. Um, I'm sure most horror fans have seen this movie by now because it kind of made a splash, but it's hereditary. Yeah. yeah. And it is mm. so hard to get a movie that will fuck me up like that. Like for a week, I was not right. And mm. there's, oh, don't, don't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still Making going all like these it. sex noises. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, you have in there, Cameron. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you have some headless uh, demon sex? I don't know. But, um, yeah. so from, <laughs> there's a million, million moments in that movie. But I gotta say, I am really, it's, these are kind of two moments that are really one because they happen really quick. So this is just going to be my only honorable mention. But Peter, the son is the only one left in the house when shit went down. And he goes up in the attic. And he thinks, okay, like, I'll be safe up here. And he starts seeing some weird shit. And then there's the mom who was, you know, chasing him. And she's banging on the attic door. And it's kind of slow. And then she's getting, like, super fast. And you're like, what the fuck? And it cuts to the mom. She's hanging from the ceiling, bashing her head. Like, yeah. rapid succession against that. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And, and stabbing herself, also. And, and then and then merging from that, like, right <laughs> after that, because he looks around, you know, there's some kind of weird shit going on. He's looking at this different stuff in the attic. Right after that, there's a sound. And he's wondering what the sound is. Audience is wondering what the sound is. And then you find out what the sound is. It's the mom levitating, falling her own fucking head off. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, like, that movie disturbed me. A plus. Yeah. So I'm going to throw out. And there's out. so many other things in that movie. I'm sorry. But there's so many other things in that movie. But that's all I got to say about that right now. Well, I'll throw out real quick uh, another one that I had. Um, and, okay, kind of cliche for a movie. It's got a lot of fucking, you know, memorable moments. The Exorcist. Um, yeah. but, but the, uh, the, the crucifix fucking scene, um, <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't believe when I, I read it in the book, but I couldn't believe it in the movie that they, that they did it. Even when I read yeah. it in the book, it was a little bit more graphic, I mean, but I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> she's just, she's just going to town. Let Jesus fuck you. And I'm just like, holy shit. <laughs> like <laughs> she takes her mom's face and puts it down there. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Lucky. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's one of mine. And and I've, I, another one real quick and I've talked about it before so I won't even go into it, but the ending of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Gunner Hansen flailing around, you know, it's yeah. almost beautiful in a horrific way. <laughs> I mean, it's the way that that movie and I know a lot of people's, you know, iconic moments for that movie are the the uh door slam, you know, when he when he hits the dude over the head with the hammer and then slams slams the door slides the door shut and yeah. then when he when he busts out on the porch and grabs that chick by the by the back and and drags her back in you know those are pretty iconic but the ending is just like the perfect wrap up for that movie because it's you know it leaves you with that 
holy shit, you know, like the bad guy <laughs> didn't die at the end. And not only that, he's going fucking nuts in the middle of the street. What the fuck is he doing? And then it just ends and you're just like, okay, what the what fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. They'd run out so, of <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got a couple minutes. Anybody want to throw some that real quick? Uh, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Uh, mm. The meltdown scene from The Evil Dead. Yeah. At, at the end where um, after Ash throws the, uh, the, the Necronomicon in the, in the, the fire and um, Cheryl and Scotty start melting. It's, yeah. uh, it's another one of those moments where I was like, I just constantly rewound that shit. It was yeah, just, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you can you can see the seams of how they shot it, but it's just such a just amazing moment considering, like you know what what they went through to shoot that, you know, and just also it's just you know Sam Raimi is such a just amazing genius director, and the way he just shot it with just you know just him and Bruce and Rob Tapper. And uh, Josh yeah. Becker, you know, just 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 a few of them, and yeah. the way they just put that scene together, and it's just I I love, especially when uh Cheryl, which is almost completely melted down, and she falls forward, and her head explodes onto Ash's face, <laughs> like, and you know, it's just it's just you know just that just that continuous. He's just poor Ash, just cannot catch a break. He's just, <laughs> oh God, yeah, Ash is the anti-hero of the horror world. <laughs> Can't bury Shelly. She's a friend of ours. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene in particular is just a, is, a, is out of all the scenes in, in Evil Dead, that one's my favorite. Just the yeah. meltdowns. So good. I used to rewind it because I was always trying to figure out like what they used for, for like to come out of them. I'm like, it kind of looks like oatmeal and a little bit <laughs> yeah. of this. So I would rewind it and rewind it. That's yeah. some salsa <laughs> right there on the table. Uh, it, right, it, it straight up if, like some like green oatmeal. The, the 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 great thing about it is that uh, if you listen to Bruce's solo commentary on the the first, DVD, <laughs> oh, he goes when 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 it starts pouring out, and yes, that is oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> it is oatmeal. I I never had the question answered. I was always like analyzing it, like that looks like oatmeal. Is that oatmeal? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just he just waits for it to come. Yes, that is oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> which is, I love which Bruce is so much. Campbell oh, thing. Yeah, which is such a Bruce thing to say. He probably um, got asked it at a convention back in the day, and he's like, I don't want to. Yeah, he's just I don't so, want this question he's to so come fed up with the que- He's so fed up with the question, he's just like, yes, yes, leave me the fuck alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, we have a lot of interesting things to say. And, um,. It's so weird to be wrapping up season one, but I am absolutely ready for season two. And we're going to be recording that in two weeks, so I hope everybody's ready. Um, yes. We'll preview our first episode. Since season two, we are going to be diving into single titles for episodes. So we won't be like everybody picking things. It's going to be, we're going to be talking one topic. And Pick our one. first is the, is the <laughs> Grindhouse double feature. Um, and we will be talking about it as it was presented in theaters as like one continuous little piece. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let everybody do their plugs to end off this season. Uh, let's go, uh, Daniel. Hello. Don't do this again. <laughs> Not again. Okay. Are think, we that boring? Okay. Damn. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Daniel Nightmare Nerd. Um, he can be found on YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter, and uh, he regularly posts videos and, and stuff. And um, so, yeah. More like and Daniel then, uh, I- <laughs> <laughs> and okay, <laughs> Rob, what do you got for us? Okay, okay. so you can, you can find me as a cinema junkie on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. You can also um, find my numerous writings on uh, actionflex.com, ultimateactionmovies.com, House of Dark Souls, uh, as well as the cinema junkie.wordpress.com, and also. My uh, Star Trek podcast, Bros on the Bridge. I had to shorten the title because <laughs> apparently 
uh, people get jumbled by the uh, and can't read past Big Beta Brooklyn Bros. So I shorten it to just Bros on the Bridge, you know, because bros people lack comprehension. Yeah, people lack comprehension skills nowadays, and <laughs> you know, I keep getting asked like, "Hey, hey, you want to do an interview? Like, oh, so you want to talk about Star Trek? Oh, you guys do a Star Trek podcast? Motherfucker, <laughs> it's in the title." <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah I, I i shortened it to just bros on the bridge a star trek podcast um we're going in we're going strong and uh i hope you guys tune in yay Woo-hoo. all right cameron all righty i can be found on the jacked up review show the movie elite and many other sites uh we recently did an episode that will be coming out Later this year, that was about songs that William Shatner should have sang, and we did covers of everything from Buck Cherry to Pink Floyd and <laughs> something else. <laughs> <laughs> Why was my tap for that? Um, I'll definitely get you guys on another one, but I, I it came about because we were talking with uh, what were they thinking? We were, and somehow I don't know why, somehow he came, Shatner came up, and. We, we were just making fun of questionable actors and other crazy stuff, and this has always been kind of a perk of mine, sing a song a certain way, and he had kind of remembered a similar college game back in the day, and he's like, you know what, let's fucking do an episode where you guys sing, fuck, who is? <laughs> and we, we kind of pulled a Richard Cheese weird out where we picked, we made sure we were picking songs not only from every era, but just extremely foul and rude, just it, we, we dare you to sing this without, you know, breaking character and keep a straight face. <laughs> As crazy bitch, get a fucking blade. <laughs> and we and one of them does a perfect uh, Jimmy Stewart, and he kept interrupting the damn show, and it was perfect. <laughs> our 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 show just got fucking taken over by Jimmy Stewart. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Oh, well, uh, well, see, uh, you shouldn't be talking that way. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Okay, Sean Smith. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean of the Dead. Keep washing them fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> You're gonna be a Corona zombie. <laughs> this would be the greatest time for Daniel to chime in, but okay. Uh, yeah, well, crickets. Uh, bees. Um, Not the bees. All right. As for me, I am getting prepared for season two, and I'm really, really excited um, of this show. Um, sometimes I am on Cameron's Jacked Up Review podcast. A lot um, of actor showcases. What are their yeah. best works? <laughs> the Bruce Campbell one was probably the most fun for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or my Game of Thrones rant. Uh, <laughs> yes. That's famous now. That's famous. I can't wait to get that episode there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Daniel was angry. Yeah, he was He's still, he's still mad about it. No, like, my okay. God, dude, it's okay. It's I, okay. I just randomly post Game of Thrones things just to piss him off. Um, <laughs> I do that. That's what I do. Anyway, um, you can um, contact me directly. Um, if you're interested in, you know, doing an episode of the show or, you know, there's something you want us to talk about, a particular movie, um, you can contact me on Twitter at house underscore screams. You can find me on Facebook, Allison Smith. Um, also have there, there is a page for the podcast, and we like ideas and feedback. Um, I also have two articles. I still I'm at the very end of one of them. I've just, I've been busy with life on my um, horror blog, CandyCodedHorror.wordpress.com. Trying to branch out a little bit, and. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to throw out one last thing. Um, everybody to tune in to the Into the Darkness podcast, who Ooh. was kind enough to give us a shout out here at the House Ooh. of Screams. So check them nice. out. Another nice. horror podcast. Nice. Uh, it's House of Horror. Awesome. All right. Into the Darkness. Into the Darkness. So, okay. Uh, uh, it's fun having you guys. Feels like the end of an era. <laughs> but it's not really. yeah. We're all hopefully still going to be there season 
too. I know I will be. Right. Somebody's going to have to wake Daniel up let him know. <laughs> I'll put in Game of Thrones memes tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I got a lot of Game of Thrones memes for this. <laughs> <laughs> the haters are coming. Winter has fallen. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, this is farewell for now, but we'll be back in two weeks. So, anyway. It was always fun having you guys, and I'm so ready to take this to the next level. Upgrading our intro, we are upgrading so many things, and I'm excited. So until then, everybody stay spooky and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.